Hi everyone, welcome to the Lifestyles Medicine Podcast. This is Daniel Cho, Managing Director of Pathways to Wholeness, Lifestyle Medicine in Toronto, Canada. I'm sure we've all heard of the phrase, what doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. And this phrase is often used to describe a stress or an obstacle that challenges us and which can damage us, but because it doesn't kill us, we actually get stronger when we face and overcome it. And could it be possible that this phrase can actually be true in medicine and health as well? In lifestyle medicine, we promote a healthy lifestyle as medicine. So things like diet, uh, like specifically a whole foods, plant-based diet, exercise, sleep, um, healthy relationships, etc. But the question is, why are these things healthy? Why are they good for us? And could it be because they actually cause stress on our bodies, a healthy type of stress, and by facing this stress, we actually get healthier from it? And science right now is suggesting that this may actually be the case. Uh, this is a process we call hormesis, and that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. So first off, what is hormesis? Yes, uh, hormesis is a process um, that we use in, in, in medical field, in the health field. And basically, it's the ability of your body to adapt to a stressor. So basically if you get a a certain substance or a certain thing and too much of that can be toxic to your body however that same thing in a lower dose can actually be beneficial to us because it causes a small amount of stress but your body adapts to it and becomes stronger because of it that's a simplified way of understanding uh, hormesis so can you give some examples of hormesis um, in our body yes i think one of the most obvious and best examples is exercise. Mm. Uh, when, you, when you're exercising, your body is under a lot of stress metabolically. Right. Uh, you're releasing free radicals like crazy. You're, you're under a lot of oxidative stress. There's even immune suppression. Um, but, you know, of course, everyone knows that this stress is beneficial. Over time, you get stronger. Your immune system actually improves. Uh, it has, your exercise actually has a long-term anti-inflammatory effect on your body and so forth so this example of a stress in which too much of it could be could be harmful but definitely uh healthy amounts of it it's still causing stress but your body's adapting to that stress in a positive way right and so that's a great example of hormesis mm. and that's why exercise is is good for us that's right yes right. so people have to realize it's not that your body is is it's not like uh, exercise does nothing negative to your body. It's causing stress, mm. but your body adapts to it. That's the wonderful thing about our bodies. It's adapting to it, and that ad- adaptation is positive, which then makes us healthier, stronger, and so forth. So uh, a big pillar of lifestyle medicine is a healthy diet, healthy nutrition. So could hormesis also uh, apply to food? Yes, like, it, is a healthy diet good because of hormesis? Yes, uh, that the answer seems to be yes. Uh, they're starting to s- study this out, and this is really fascinating. Um, they're finding that, f- for instance, phytochemicals, mm-hmm. right? And for uh, our listeners, phytochemicals means plant chemicals, the healthy stuff in plants that uh, that we take that has beneficial effects on us. Well, what they're realizing is that phytochemicals actually cause a stress on our bodies. But then 
these are so beneficial because our body adapts to the stressor in a positive way. Mm. And you know, it's uh, when you think about it, it makes sense. Plants are living organisms just like us, and they face stressors just like us. The sun, the weather, insects, and so forth. Right, right. right. They're facing environmental stressors, and plants want to live, so they create phytochemicals to protect themselves from insects and so forth. Right, they go through oxidative stress as well, and they create free radicals. They need to deal with these things, so they create these phytochemicals to protect themselves. Right, these are you can see them as kind of phytotoxins. Right, however. When so, when humans eat a lot of plant foods, they're ingesting all these "quote unquote" phytotoxins, which then uh, which puts a stress on our body. But it's not a high level stress, mm. right? It's it's a low level stress, and your body body reacts to the stress, but then it adapts to it, and it makes us healthier, right? This is why phytochemicals like curcumin, resveratrol. Sulforaphane. Sulforaphane is the stuff found in things like broccoli. These, these, these are uh, this is the reason why these foods are so beneficial for us. It's not that plants do not do anything negative to negative to us. It does put a little bit of stress, but that stress is healthy, and our body adapts, which then makes us healthier as well. Very, very interesting stuff. And these are from plant foods. Is that right? Yes, plant uh, plant chemicals, and this is why in lifestyle meds we promote a heavy emphasis on plant based eating. Right, uh, these plant foods have high levels of plant chemicals, and when you eat them, uh, you get you get health benefits from them. So this is why uh, in the Western diet, when we're so deficient in fruits, vegetables, and things like that, uh, we we suffer. Our health suffers, right? But when we eat a lot of plant foods. Uh, we we benefit tremendously from it. Yeah, I think this is very fascinating because when we think about healthy foods like healthy nutrition, um, we know that they give us lots of you know these nutrients like vitamins, minerals that are good for us. But they also, I think many of us probably didn't know that they also put some stress on our bodies, but then makes us stronger because of it. That's that's really fascinating. Yes, uh, that's uh. It's very fascinating to know why plant foods are great for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, are there other examples of hormesis that you can share with us? Yes, uh, one another example is is in actually the area of longevity and, in particular, caloric restriction. What they're finding when they study animals, and it could be rodents, it could be uh, fruit flies, things like that, um, that when they uh, consume a less amount of calories that is actually these these organisms they actually live longer and again one of the answers for that uh, one of the explanations for that is through this process of hormesis when your body has uh, less calories it actually adapts right and then it's a stress but then your body adapts to that stress and actually uh, you you gain health benefits from it including a longer life then so you're saying that organisms can actually live longer by caloric restriction and that this is a positive stressor. That's correct. And so how does this actually work? How does caloric restriction you know, work as a positive stressor that benefits us, our health, and ultimately our longevity? Yes, I thought there's different pathways that scientists are exploring, but one of them is the mTOR pathway. Now, uh, mTOR stands for mammalian 
target of rapamycin. Uh, basically, what it is, it's a it's a protein kinase which uh, phosphorylates other proteins and so forth. And basically, the mTOR is a very important uh, protein when it comes to cell growth, cell proliferation, survival, protein synthesis, and so forth. So these cellular mechanisms are really regulated. Uh, many of them are regulated by this mTOR. And what, what uh, caloric restriction does, they're noticing that when there's caloric restriction, your the mTOR pathways actually gets down-regulated, which mm. then extends your longevity. Mm. It slows down aging. It slows down inflammation. It lowers inflammation and oxidative stress. So it's a stressor, right? If you're if you if you eat less calories, that's a stressor, right? But it, it's it's uh, it seems like your body um, uh, uh, reacts to it, and which then leads us to positive effects. So how about in humans? Uh, you, uh, you've mentioned studies where they're looking at this in, in uh, animal models. So how they looked at uh, humans and whether caloric restriction is uh, might be linked to uh, longevity? Yes. Um, one of the population groups where they think that this uh, horm- hormetic effect is manifesting is in the Okinawans. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, earlier on in this part, in the in this last um, is medicine podcast series we discussed the blue zones and the Okinawans. In the Okinawans, they're uh, they have a, a large number of centenarians. They have long lifespans, and they also notice that these individuals they have they eat less calories than most of us. Mm. Right. I mean, we're not talking about starvation, obviously, because that's that's too much stress, right? right, right. But they're eating less calories, mm-hmm. and um, and they're living longer, right? Uh, and so they believe that the hormetic effect is playing into this population group. So you know, this is um this is very fascinating because in in the West here in North America in Canada, uh, we obviously there's there's an issue of overconsumption. Mm-hmm right and uh, that's leading to disease and so forth and in fact it was just not too long ago where they they were they announced it all over the, all over the media where reports is coming out that uh, the coming generation actually might live less right then yeah. we might be the first modern generation to live shorter than our parents that's exactly correct yes. and that's yeah. because of various different factors obviously but the fact is our lifestyle sucks right we're not eating properly we're eating too much. We're not exercising enough, right? And so uh, the idea of hormesis helps us understand why not overeating, why plant-based eating, why exercising, why these things are so beneficial mm-hmm. when it comes to health and when it comes to longevity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's this hormetic effect, the right amount of stressor um, that uh, seems to have the beneficial effect on populations of different animals and also in humans like the Okinawans. Mm-hmm. And we could learn a lot from these individuals. You know, a lot of our parents, um, they grew up in times of scarcity, so they their idea is, you know, eat more, eat more, right? Uh, but we know that this is, this is not, not the greatest advice. You know, our bodies can actually handle less calories than we might think. Right. We're, again, we're not talking about starvation calories. We're not talking about 400 calories a day. Like right? malnutrition or anything No, we're not like talking about malnutrition and so forth. We're talking about just eating less, you know, above a thousand, obviously, but maybe less than two thousand, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Um, it, uh, our body seems to a team seems to um, respond to that very well. But your body also seems to respond to plant based foods very well. 
compared、yeah. to the nutritionally deficient, high sugar, high processed, highly processed foods that we often consume.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just um, just a personal opinion of mine is that I just don't think we need to eat as much as sometimes we're told to eat. Um, you know, we look at some guidelines, like dietary guidelines, and the amount of foods they tell us to eat is actually seems to me to be a lot. And like you're saying, sometimes the messaging in different segments of the public is, you know, you have to eat, you have to get enough of this and enough of that. But I just don't think that we really need to eat that much. You know, at least as not as much as people might think we have to. Yeah, you look at the healthiest populations again. You look at the Okinawans and these other groups. They're eating less, but what are they eating? Not the processed. Junk that we often eat,、right. it's high. It's a lot of plant foods,、mm-hmm. right? And they also out in nature. They they move around a lot and so forth, just as part of their regular life. So they're doing a lot of the things that lifestyle medicine promotes, and they they benefit. They have less disease, and they live longer because of it.、Mm-hmm. Right. So we can learn a lot from these groups, and the science of hormesis helps explain the why. Why are they? Experiencing such vibrant health, long lives, and so forth.、And、I think we could really learn a lot from that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think so. This area of hormesis really helps us to understand why lifestyle medicine works, doesn't it? Yes, and I think it's important to understand the why because it kind of it gives it gives more reason to follow the practices of lifestyle medicine when we understand the why. It's one thing to just say eat more plant based exercise, but When we understand the why, it gives us even more reason to follow a healthy lifestyle.、Mm-hmm. Great. So,、um, so what we'll do is we'll post the links to、uh, various papers on hormesis. I think this might be a new term for many of us.、Um, so we'll post up some links so you could do further reading on your own to learn more about this area. So thank you so much for tuning in. You can learn more about Pathways to Wholeness Lifestyle Medicine on our website. www.pathwaystoholeness.ca. You can also learn more about our clinics as well.、Uh, we operate two clinics in Toronto: the North York Lifestyle Medicine Clinic and the Junction Lifestyle Medicine Clinic. We also welcome your feedback and ideas for future episodes on this podcast. You can also subscribe as well, so you don't miss an episode. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. You can also catch our episodes on YouTube. We also post them on Facebook and on our website as well. And if you do have a friend or family who you think could benefit from lifestyle medicine, please do share this podcast with them. So thank you again for tuning in. You've been listening to the Lifestyles Medicine podcast. We hope you'll join us next time. Thank you.